last chance qualifiers is over. How did it go? Who qualified? <laughs> I'm super interested. I'm going to tune into the Sign Poll podcast. See what uh, see what my favorite podcasters have to say about the last ah! chance qualifier. Let me just listen in on this, and it's just joy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I, when I was hitting the desk, I accidentally stopped the recording. I'm gonna have to mush those together. Yeah, I I, uh, I couldn't hear half of what you were doing, whatever it was. <laughs> the, we'll see if it's safe. I don't know, dude. Ah, whew. It was whew. a very intense last chance qualifier. If you were a Team Liquid fan, holy fuck, dude! I ugh, man. I'm happy. Let's start there. I'm happy for a couple of different reasons. First off, <laughs> Liquid's going to TI. Second mm-hmm. off, I am going to the International, and I'm pretty sure that we have tickets now because Liquid is going to <laughs> TI. <laughs> in that order. In that order of importance. Yeah, you almost relived a uh, Arlington Major situation. <laughs> or and Stockholm actually. Holy crap, that was both of them, right? Now, let's go to the let's go to uh see what Liquid's up to and uh yeah, they almost get bounced out before you even arrive. But uh yes. Last chance qualifier happened. Um Team Secret had a pretty flawless uh upper bracket run and secured the first slot and uh Team Liquid just by well i mean the last series was pretty dominant but uh it was it was dicey there a lot of series uh, were pretty little... dominant i a, yeah. lot, a lot of series were pretty dominant though there was one that wasn't which was the upper bracket vp one and then we were we were sweating dude um who did you who did you predict to make it out of make it out of the qualifiers because i had extreme and liquid i did not double dip on western europe i was actually uh, kind of surprised that uh two teams from the same region made it through um i just thought the the chances of that were pretty low just because i thought the competition was so high between china eastern europe western europe and southeast asia there's two stories here i think one um I picked both the Western European teams. And I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. It was a little bit of a meme. I only did it because I said it on the podcast a little bit jokingly. But I said it. So I had to, you know, I mean, I yeah, might, yeah, might, as well, yeah. might as well back it up, right? So so that that panned out okay. That That's one story. The other story is it feels to me like uh, everybody's collectively looking at extreme gaming and being like, what happened? Yeah, I think most people had them. I think they were probably the number one favorite. Um but again, I, I think we talked about this. There's, there was like, basically, I think it was a relatively even field. And in some ways it did prove that. Um, there are definitely some teams who were a bit more of a, a letdown um, than others, Extreme probably being the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you had to put some sort of ranking, uh, both community and expert wise, you probably would have put Extreme somewhere in that top three. If not, most, most people probably would have put them first. Um, and then, you know, secret VG gaming, liquid VP, that's all like kind of in that same area of percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there was definitely, I mean, that, that was the thing about this last chance qualifier and why I think it was so hype. Um, and why I wish it was actually treated as a tournament, uh, like a separate tournament on its own, rather than sort of like it got treated sort of like an online qualifier of sorts, uh, or like 
CSGO is currently doing their RMRs um, mm -hmm. for the majors. So it was kind of like that. But I feel like this tournament was very, very hype. Um, and there were so many teams that had great stories and great players that, you know, you want to see at TI and ultimately were not able to pull through the majority of them. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm, I think that I was pretty stoked that I had high expectations coming in. And obviously I have an extra level of investment, right? Um, which panned out, but just, just the idea of the tournament itself was super exciting because of those storylines. People are like, is Puppy going to make it to TI? Is Machu going to make yep. it to TI? Are, are Anan Top look, Topson's playing competitive Dota again? What, what about these Chinese team? What region's most dominant? Is South America going to win a game? Spoilers, they won a couple, but like, you know, <laughs> nobody went winless, Joey. Nobody. Tempest was the, the lowest record. They went one and nine in groups. Uh, and then they got 2 0 by Navi. Uh, the other teams actually did all right. They went four and six, three and seven, like pretty respectable uh, records, um, I would say. Uh, Infamous even took a game off of uh, Extreme, which was pretty exciting in the, uh, the lower bracket playoffs. But they were, there were no slouches. Like everybody, everybody came to play. Um, which was another thing that was nice, even though the expected teams, NASA, that region is the we we two weaker regions. They did get bounced out first. Mm -hmm. They did not get totally rolled over. Correct. Yeah, they they I mean, I, I would I would put a little asterisk on Tempest because the one when they did have was against another NA team. But um, no, I mean, that that feels that feels a little punchy downy of me to, to really uh, quantify yeah, the fact. <laughs> Um, I, I I had a good time watching watching LCQ. I hated the time zone, and I am so happy that I'm going to be in Singapore for the majority of the rest of TI because those games in the middle of the night were kind of rough. There was a lot of me going to bed at like three or four in the morning because I in, in in my mind the worst possible scenario was me falling asleep during the games and then waking up. And then having to look at Liquipedia to see if Team Liquid was eliminated—that was mm. that was going to be unacceptable. So we so we did a lot of uh, we did a lot of staying up. We did a lot of watch parties to try and keep everybody like involved and, and uppity. And watch parties pretty fun. I didn't lose faith a single time except for the lower bracket game against Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> That's where, where most people I think were sweating the most. So Ooh. so okay. Liquid loses a series to VP in the upper bracket. Not what I expected, especially considering how dominant they were against VP in the in in the group stage, right? Mm -hmm. I think the drafts were pretty dog. Um, don't Will's not gonna hear that. Um, Matu's never gonna hear that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he might. Right I'll then. let him know. Uh, He'll see him in Singapore. Mm. You can give him that feedback. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, I actually. <laughs> I did talk to Will after the fact, and I'm like, dude, you really had us worried with that whole uh, game game two draft against Vici. <laughs> we were we were we were watching it all, going like, oh my god, we're down 0-1. We we might not go to TI. We have to win this series and then win another series. And the draft starts, and everyone's nervous. We're like eating. We're talking. There's a bunch of fucking employees and friends talking to each other, and then we give them Primal Beast Morphling one two, and we're like, oh my god, <laughs> why? What's going on? Um, so truly, truly an emotional roller coaster. I 
have nothing but praise for for most parts of the of the show. Um, if I if I were to be nitpicky about the show, wasn't a super big fan of the remote broadcast. Am glad that they took my advice. I'm sure they got it from this podcast of sending green screens to the people who were going to be on the show. Um, that mm. added a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, you know quality production value. I couldn't get over the entire time I was watching it the <laughs> the virtual set that they had. <laughs> little babies on screen just take it out for the roshan bit <laughs> it did seem like uh at some point they zoomed in more on the casters yeah yeah uh but yeah that, that 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 part i think the like honestly i feel like for a remote broadcast it was probably about as best as you can ask for Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, especially a remote broadcast, no offense, but a remote broadcast with all like tier two, tier three talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was probably the the best you can really ask for. It's a lot of complaints and stuff like that. But honestly, like if if you are doing a remote broadcast, like you can't really can't get much better than that. There's no, there's only so much you could do. You're extremely limited when you do remote. Yeah, there were there were a couple small things to nitpick, but like, who am I to do that? Actually, I think I'm exactly the person who normally does that, so I should probably <laughs> retract that real quick. Um, I, I I think a lot of people had like a good showing from the production side. If I'm if I were to give any criticism, if I was like going into like the Reddit caster feedback thread and like typing up some feedback for for some people, um, it I found it so incredibly amusing how um, disinterested the the finals panel looked oh yeah <laughs> it was yeah. like it was like it was like fear who like you know love fear beautiful beautiful person completely emotionless and then yeah. and he's, then kezu's he's, there he's a monster yeah. and then kezu's there just at this side angle being like it's, it, it's an audio podcast but what i'm doing is not me like my face is stoic he he's like yeah also there and then t panda was like Hey guys, I'm also here. I also don't have much inflection in my voice, and and God bless Nat for for trying to add some energy. <laughs> but that yeah, that panel, it, it was that actually was rough. <laughs> I actually um I I really like Nat as a host. Um, the bits that I watched of that, I almost didn't like Nat's energy. Um, and I don't think it's her fault at all. It's all, it, I think it was because she was so contrasting to everybody else because nobody was giving her anything to work with. Dude, it was just it was just three meat suits and then like that going like, hey guys, what's going on? You know, and I was just like, she oh, was man, trying to host is, the show. It was weird. And it's like everybody else was doing their taxes while they were broadcasting. <laughs> they're like, oh, oh God, I got to carry one over here. Oh yeah, you know, it's it's fine. You know, VP, they're you know they're they're prone to tilting, but um, oh sorry, yeah, that's a, deduct- a deductible. Um, <laughs> yeah it's uh that, that is a big problem with remote broadcasts is panels are probably the worst oh, yeah. because so panels hard. are a group conversation mm-hmm. casting is you can uh, casting you can keep the baton pass off like clean you know like i'm having my segment now now i'm going to give a pause for your segment uh it, it makes it like a, a little bit more uniform of a casting but it's less noticeable because it's two people panel is supposed to be like a back and forth a group discussion and uh and inevitably what becomes a remote broadcast uh unless you have somebody who really like tries to horn in like i i don't give a fuck like i'll always try and jump on somebody else's conversation i don't care if we fuck uh, talk over each other like whatever it's it's <laughs> like i think that's better than like letting it go 
host asks question to panelist and then panelist says their thing and then host now asks question to another panelist. Like that's what every remote panel becomes because of delay and online and just like stuff like that. Uh, just the fact that you can't be there in person around each other uh, is just, it's just what happens. So it's not necessarily their fault. Um, it's just, again, limitations of being remote. For sure. And I think that it's also cool that they're doing some of the remote production jitters uh, through LCQ, which by the way, had really high viewership. Yes. I was, I was, thoroughly impressed with the amount of people who tuned in and i'm not sure i mean some of it's the team some of it's ti there's like a bunch of reasons right but i i actually didn't expect the concurrent viewers on some of those streams uh which is like really really cool uh it, it almost felt like a like a ti group stage and being able to do some practice reps of production with people who are going to be a, l- a little bit remote um feels good for groups feels good for groups I'm assuming yeah. they're going to keep like this, like the same setup. Like I don't, I don't know what's really going to change between LCQ and groups. Considering all the uh, doom and gloom that is around uh, Dota's community right now, uh, which we'll we'll definitely get into some of that soon. Uh, it is a nice counterpoint. Um, the viewership is high. People are watching Dota. I think the patch is good, um, and I think TI is going to be a great show. So I think, um, yeah. Good, uh, not not dead game. Despite everybody trying their best to fucking put that hoax out there. Can I can it I can I soapbox? Can, can, can I yeah. soapbox for a second? Yeah. Um. I think that I I think that I feel some kind of way about this because I watched what happened with Artifact and know like how and I've watched that in other games, but like. There are humans who are working on this video game, whether you like their decisions or not, at the company, at the broadcast company, who, who work regardless of both those two things. And when you get to the only place, really, that a discussion is going on in English about the game, and everything is consistently negative for weeks or months on end, it is not good for people's mental health who work on the stuff. <sighs> Just don't read it, lol. Just don't read it, lol. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm, 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 I'm just. I mentioning. mean, I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of serious about that. Like, you probably should not be engaging uh, with the community, and like the like Valve rarely does, right? Like, mm-hmm. they very, very rarely uh, does like Jeff ever make a post, and it's purely like very clinical about bugs and stuff like that. Um, Hello, you can the have same your player cards. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same thing about like caster feedback and stuff. Um, if if it's. Uh, it's not good to like indulge in these uh in, indulge in the community's um feedback and opinion uh overly which uh, i was having a conversation about uh due to the the caster feedback thread uh for post lcq uh, which i i always read through those sort of things i'm just kind of curious what uh people like and and don't like mm-hmm. and uh what the pulse is on the community but yeah, I think um, to wrap up LCQ, I think we should probably talk about one more thing. So we have uh, Liquid, who did make it through. Um, they had this, like, um, where they they ended up losing to VP, which was super scary. Then they had a matchup against Extreme, which was potentially scary, but they ended up being totally fine. Easy 2-0s. VG Gaming, they lost game one. Super scary. Holy fuck. Uh, and then they go up against VP again, and they, they pretty much stomp VP to get the last spot. Um that team, though, that they, that the last team, the third place team in the last chance qualifier, uh, Virtus Pro, 
their story is pretty crazy. <laughs> Dude, it's unreal. <laughs> it is actually insane how close they came to being able to make TI multiple, 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 multiple times. It It, it is bonkers uh, that they how close they came and didn't actually make it through right because they had they had the pure incident which they were they removed that player kicked him i don't know exactly but like whatever that was they lost points for that Mm -hmm. right that gets them 0.1 points or whatever the fuck outside of of uh well actually they were technically ahead they were 0.1 or whatever points ahead of Fnatic. And then Valve pulls up. Oh, no, that's not actually the case. Don't listen to Liquipedia. Uh, <laughs> our official ruling is that Outsiders is not qualifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then they get the they get all the way to the upper bracket final, meaning they're one series away with two chances. They go up against Secret. They go up against uh, Team Liquid. Aren't able to, to, to beat either one of them. Uh, and all of this is combined with the the extra drama right of of like okay the pure kick and everything and like changing players and stuff like that uh apparently they didn't get a boot camp if you go to the the i saw this i was like what the hell is this if you go to the virtus pro uh twitter mm-hmm. they put out a statement they, they and they're pretty do much that yeah they they do like that yeah they put out a statement uh, and for the, uh, I was like, what the fuck is this statement? It was like pre last chance qualifier. And it was basically like, hey, guys, uh, there's some some stuff going on. Uh, there's a little bit of drama and stuff. Um, but like, we really need you guys to pull for our players and stuff. The, apparently, they didn't get a boot camp. The Virtus Pro team did not get a boot camp out of their organization for the last chance qualifier for TI. I wonder if that has to do it all with the org switching back to new owners and whatever, whatever. Uh, like, yeah, I wonder probably. if they have like some kind of like internal figuring out what's going on situation and they kind of got, uh, you know, disadvantaged in the shuffle. Yeah. So <laughs> they went for their last fucking hurrah. It should be the biggest event, the the event that you want to put the most preparation into, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, apparently mm-hmm. with the least amount of prep you could possibly ask for. <laughs> and they still almost made it. I mean, this is it's just absolutely insane. Uh, I, I cannot believe this happened. Uh, the, the, I feel I feel bad. Like, I know those guys are not the the communities. uh, uh <laughs> They say some shit. Highest regarded players, you know, <laughs> GPK and Ramses are are not uh, are not the the uh, friendliest of folks. They could be a little prickly in pubs. They do get a bit flamey and stuff. Uh, but I I still feel pretty bad because um, there's other players on that team too. I mean, DM is has been uh, like I've talked to DM a handful of times. He seems like a pretty chill guy. Everything I've heard about him seems uh, seems like he's a he's a pretty good teammate to have. Uh, Yamich seems uh, like I, I really like Yamich. I think he he just gives off an energy that I vibe with. Um, I know nothing about Hokoda, uh, but I like FNG, their coach, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he I've been I've been you know known him for long long time ever since like the TI three TI four era. Uh, I did a couple of interviews with him. Uh, great guy. Um, like him quite a bit. 
And the the fact that they were so severely handicapped by their own organization for last chance qualifier is mind boggling. I don't know. They got a fair shot, except uh, not really. But I, I mean, I, I wish I can see the world in which the boot camp would have helped. It's uh, like because because they did third with minimal preparation in person together. So is the boot camp what puts them over the edge? Maybe. Does the boot camp just give everybody more time to, to hate GPK? Also, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Could it give GPK more time to flame his own coach in a pub? <laughs> Dude. that's uh that's a thing that happened uh yeah i don't know i don't know it's uh it definitely but the, the thing is is they always when you go to the camps it always seemed like their vibes are fine like even even though they they like in game it felt like they were a bit like rage quitty and stuff like that like mm-hmm. uh, people just kept, people kept on like accusing gpk of like throwing games intentionally and stuff like but if you go to their camps like they're they're kind of chill vibes and joking around you know yeah ramsey's so. always looked rather happy and there were a couple of questionable plays from GPK, but I think it was just <laughs> misplayed a situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not perfect. So, uh, yeah, that that whole story of Virtus Pro comes to a close. Um, we'll see what happens next year. I'm very curious what happens both with uh, the players and uh, the team and the organization and stuff like that. But uh, that was kind of the final story of the last chance qualifier was the the one team who didn't make it that came so so close so many times vp also didn't uh or well outsiders did make it barely into the csgo major which i think will get swapped over to vp potentially so there's um a little bit of a bright spot for them as they as they continue on but yeah i I think it'll be interesting to track their organization as it's been you know sold has new owners getting the old branding back adjusting seeing what kind of investment they do in players and and how that goes because i I, I don't know what's going to return from this VP roster. We've already seen the Navi roster drop solo, like, and group stage hasn't even started yet. So yeah, yeah, there's going that to was, that was pretty fast. I, I I feel like this is probably Solo's last uh, hurrah. That's that's kind of what I feel like. Uh, he already had like a pretty crazy prodigal son returns where he gets bounced out of the DPC Div 1, Div 2, and then ends up back in a Div 1 team, and then ends up back in almost in contention for TI. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know how many people are going to keep having faith in him um, after not, this. Not with the so. new blood performing. That's going to yeah. that's gonna be the story of TI, right? Like, if, if you scroll around now, and you look at the teams who've qualified for the International, there's a lot, a lot of people who have former champion by their name. There's actually rather few of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the, the old dog himself, Puppy, has uh, had to go through the last chance qualifier to be able to get there. I thought it was uh, the post-game interview was pretty interesting. Puppy talks about how he's basically, he's gotten to DI every way possible. You know, he's been invited. He's 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 gone there to, like, uh, you know, the very first one. He's come back as a return champ. He's been invited. He's mm-hmm. been invited probably when he didn't deserve it. He's been, uh, he, he's had to qualify and now through the last chance qualifier, this new thing, and he immediately has to go through that. Um, mm-hmm. But it goes to show um, the, the fact he is the only one to have attended all of these TIs. Um, it goes to show both how unique he is as a, a player um, and how hard it is um, to be able to maintain that level of excellence against 
players just much like a, a full-on decade, decade and a half younger than you, uh, much hungrier probably than you, uh, have a lot more to gain than you do. Uh, to re- retain that level of excellence is uh, something truly impressive. I think it also speaks a lot to when you look at his team history, it shows like Puppy, 2011 to 2016 Navi, 2016 to current, secret. Something... And I think maybe this is like a holdover from my real sports brain, but something always makes me excited and want to respect people who are like in one place for a long time as like a true franchise player. And yes, Secret is Puppy's team and there's like, you know, business interest there. He's not going to like Secret Puppy's not going to go play for Tundra. It's just it's not gonna, he's probably going <laughs> to yes. retire first, right? But I, I think that that is almost just as cool to me as it is the fact that he has been to all the TIs now and it's just truly undisputed. And he's done so with uh, very different rosters, mm-hmm. um, even if he's with the same organization. Um, you know, like the the 2017 roster of Team Secret is very different from the 2022 one. Uh, literally every player is different. Um, not even Yapsor, who was the longest holdout. You know, mm-hmm. Yapsor Puppy, that was the duo. Uh, well, this is the year that, you know, that, that duo gets broken up um, for whatever reason it is. And um, and puppy still manages to to pull through again. So, so yeah, I I, I yeah, and I, I love seeing Secret and Liquid up there because it creates an interesting story. Where now six out of the twenty teams in TI are Western Europe Division One. Yeah, that's that a is lot. a lot of Western European teams, and that is also the least number of Chinese teams that have ever been at a TI as well. It's uh, three. So, yeah, I think Aster, LGD, RNG, two, two, uh, two qualified or uh, two qualified through points, one qualifier, um, and that is they are like basically on par with m- many other regions, right? NA is the same thing. They've got uh, EG, TSM, and then Sonics. You know, yeah, South <laughs> you America. wouldn't put those two regions equal when it comes to strength of te- like if you just took like the top eight teams against each other. In some sort of crazy tournament uh, from NA in China, <laughs> like you, you're betting on China all the way for sure. I'm gonna put you on the spot with something I hate doing, which is like a frivolous predictions. But um, <laughs> I guess I don't hate enough to, to not do it. How many of those Western Europe teams make top eight? Um, let me look at it real quick. OG top eight. Um, Tundra, Game and Gladiators. Um, entity top eight, secret top eight, liquid top eight. I'm gonna say four out of six, um, and that's half the field then for top eight. You're saying half of the top eight field, Western. Yeah, Europe. yeah, yeah. I think um, three, three or four out of six is is probably where you're gonna end up with. Um, I don't know who exactly is gonna be flopping, um, and who's gonna be excelling, but. My gut says Tundra and Gaming Gladiators are the two that aren't going to do well. Um, and I think I have faith in Entity to to make top eight. I think both of the last chance qualifier teams, no matter who they were, I was probably going to put them in top eight. So the fact they're both Western Europe uh, mm-hmm. just kind of fits. I have so much hopium. I'm like overdosing on hopium for uh, Liquid Liquid's chances. I th- I think that, you know, I think they're playing pretty well. I think they're playing pretty well. I, I think Liquid and OG are going to have really good TIs. I, I think Liquid, OG, and RNG are going to have really good TIs. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the, historically speaking, teams that have gone through wild cards or have, um, or even the previous majors, right, where some teams got slotted into playoffs directly, and while other teams had to go through groups. Mm-hmm. Playing more games, I think, is an advantage. Even if it gives people the chance to be able to study you, I think it is still more to your benefit than not. Um, and I think it, it means that Liquid and Secret are coming into this a well-oiled machine ready for groups, and other teams are going to be slow starters and stuff. So I'm expecting both of them to be able to make it into the upper bracket. And I think once you're in the upper bracket, top eight is... Uh, is really, really you're like you literally one series mm. uh, at that point in time. Uh, humor me for 10 more seconds while I talk about Liquid. I think something that is the most important thing, which doesn't show on paper here at all, is that they all year long have not been able to mentally do it in a land setting. And the fact that they pulled it out clutch, I am assuming is going to have just an undue amount of positive mental benefit going into group stage. Yeah, I, th- I think it's more. I think it's more about that. It's more about them realizing that they can actually do it than it is about the practice. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I misspoke earlier. If you get, uh, if you get into upper bracket, you are automatically top eight. I forgot. I yeah. forgot. Ti does the the two two team best of one uh, elimination uh, at the bottom, where we just immediately slaughter four teams at the very first round in it's best kind, of ones. It's one of my favorite days at Ti. It's one of my favorite days. I love that best of one day. <laughs> Wait, no. You still get top twelve. If you get if you get upper bracket and then you get bounced out two times in a row, you still get top twelve. Okay, top twelve. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but you're still one series away. If you uh, get into the upper bracket, uh, you're one series away, which I think is pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Do you have any Do you have any teams on your radar that you that you're that you're keeping a special eye on? It seems that everybody's excited about just a lot of people. So so do you have any any hipster picks to give me? Any hipster picks? Um, not like terribly. I think Thunder Awaken is going to do uh, the best of the South American teams. I think TSM is going to do the best of the NA teams. I think EG is going to flop. I think Beast Coast is going to flop. I think um, the Southeast Asia teams, I am not super confident in. Um, normally, I am a fan, but... I cannot get behind Talon, and so it just leaves Fnatic, which I'll probably do all right. Maybe top 12, maybe top 8, um, but I'm not expecting. It's, it's just, I don't know. Maybe maybe my pessimism will, will somehow, you know, work out, and I'll jinx it, and this will be a year that Southeast Asia does uh, amazing at TI, but I do, not, I do not have high hopes for Southeast Asia having a dominant TI performance this year. The one bummer about Southeast Asia is I don't think anybody is from Singapore. Yeah, no ice, 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 right? He's the uh, biggest Singaporean um, player in Dota. Or even really Malaysia. Like, neither of those I don't think have representation, which is like a little bit of a bummer. But I'm I am really hopeful that one of those three teams puts on a good performance for the crowd. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um... While my brain has its doubts, my heart definitely would love to see uh, Fnatic probably um, do really well and get some sort of like top top three, top four performance or something like that. That would be super hype. But I, I mean, either way, I think I think the home team, you know, like home teams in some regions, it's like it gives you 
a hundred percent more volume and noise and player in like in fans and stuff like that. I think Southeast Asia, it's going to be loud no matter what. Uh, it's going to be fans watching and being super excited no matter what. So I, I, I feel like actually the difference between, you know, maybe they're a 90 percent and they go up to 100 percent for Fnatic or something like that. But I think for the most part, it's uh, it's still going to be a great show no matter who shows up. Yeah, I'm, I'm morbidly curious who they're going to start to adopt as like home crowd teams, too, because that always tends to happen. You get, you know, your, your team that comes in who may not necessarily be local, local, but wins the hearts of, of the arena. Yep, and yep. I'm also interested in, you know, uh, in, in TI's past in person, especially the ones we've done in Seattle, there's there's a large contingent of Chinese fans that come, and now it's even easier for them to get to Singapore. The flight is a lot shorter, right? So I'm interested to see yep. what, what the arena breakdown of, of, of what ultimately ends up feeling like China, not China, um, happens here. Yeah, and uh, how far some of those Chinese teams go. Um, you know, we talked about the success of Western Europe. There may be very few Chinese teams at this event, um, but they are very strong. Uh, RNG is obviously still this, um, this like, you know, you still got maybe you still got to believe in them. LGD is, is looking at the team is, you know, are they going to be able to finally do it? Break the curse, win TI. Um, and it could be right there in Singapore. I think Aster is pretty strong as well. So even though there are only three teams, I feel like two of them are probably top eight minimum. I think so, for sure. I it, It'll be shocking if LGD is not a top eight team. I also have yeah, a lot of faith. I, I, we're LGD. actually almost like calling our top eight straight up, right? If I said four Western European teams, I say two Chinese teams, uh, team spirit in the top eight there as well. So that just leaves one like question mark team. Thunder Awakened. Yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah. Could be. I mean, I think they're going to do the best of the South American teams. Honestly, I think that's not not too hard of a call. Um, and and I should I should go back and uh, take my foot out of my mouth when I said there's not Malaysian people because ex Nova and nothing to say are playing. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And it's easy to forget the the Chinese teams. Uh, there's also um, actually they have uh, Mushi for Boom as well. Did you say him? So they've uh, got a coaching, coach. Yeah. 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 So, so, so there is some Malaysian coaching. representation, and most of them are, most of it's on LGD or a oh, ghost. Ghost is also from, uh, from Malaysia. Yeah, it's uh, easy to good. forget the the, yeah. the, <laughs> the Chinese teams just scour the Southeast Asian region for Come for talent, to as does every other region. Come but to it's mostly me. Malaysians, right? Because they speak, um, most most of them speak um, Mandarin in uh, in Malaysia, so easier mm-hmm. to pick up Malaysians. For sure. Well, that's dude. We have fucking TIs here. TIs here like tomorrow. Tonight. Yeah, I uh, tonight. I, we we actually fly out. Um, I think groups are tomorrow. I don't know. It's hard because we're on the West Coast and it's there's the date line. So to, tomorrow. So they start on the fifteenth local time, but the fourteenth on the, the night West of the fourteenth for us. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. That's uh, today was my uh, the way I was thinking about it was today was the last day to play Dota. And then tomorrow I'll cover some of the group stage from home. Uh, I'll be flying. You and I will both be flying on the same day, apparently. Different we flights, separated. Yeah. Different flights. We, we could have had fun on the same plane together. And I don't know, play Mario Party, but but alas. I'll be honest. I actually don't like it when I know other people on the plane. I don't think I have opinion, an opinion on this because I don't think this happens very often. There is an expectation of socializing 
Oh no, 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 and, and, no. And well, oh come on, you you you're gonna talk, you're gonna walk together, right? Like but, if I get off the plane and I know you're on the plane, I'm probably and I get off first, I'm probably gonna wait for you, right? And then we'll walk together okay, to the I, gate and stuff like that. I thought you meant I'm like not saying, on the airplane. No, 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 no. Okay, but I'm saying even that, even that, I don't actually like. Because mm -hmm. for me, traveling is such a solo experience where I'm just like, I have my headphones on and I'm fucking, I'm just, I'm speed walking to the gates. I'm just living in my own fucking world. So when I know somebody else is on the plane, it disrupts that. Hmm. All of a sudden, you know, like I, I'm walking with you and like, instead of listening to music, I, I have my headphones off as we walk along just, you know, to make sure that if you do say something, I hear you, you know? So I, I, think I actually don't like it. I think there's a level of convenience depending on what you're doing, right? Because, like, if we both had to get off the plane and go to the same hotel, it's like, okay, we can get a cab. Yeah, but I live an esports life. I never travel anywhere without <laughs> that already being prearranged for me. That's oh, I'm I'm sorry. I forgot I forgot your your bougie talent lifestyle. Where is my limo? <laughs> Excuse me. You need a car that says Austin on it. Someone's going to be holding and being like, "Can I take your bag, sir?" Yeah, um, exactly. And that'll be me. I'll I'll be lugging all of them <laughs> dude uh yeah so so we we are going to singapore basically three hours apart we're gonna be at, in the air for most of the time together just on different planes you'll be like looking at my plane's butt and and catching mm -hmm. my, my my jet fumes um and then so th so this is wild this this is a wild schedule that we have we're going sunday night and the way that the time zone works and the 17 and a half hour flight works is that we arrive the morning of Tuesday. I arrive at five in the morning and I'm not super excited about that because you know what? My hotel doesn't check until three o'clock. So what the fuck am I going to do all day? Um, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> I, actually, I have to, I, that is a legitimate thing that I have to figure out and solve for. I'm probably gonna book the hotel for an extra night. Um, what a waste of money. Um, anywho. And then, so we get there. It's the morning of the 18th. We are presumably some layer of jet lagged. My, I'm going to try and sleep on the plane for like six hours. And then I'm going to try and stay awake as long as fucking possible on Tuesday. Go to bed at normal time and hopefully wake up Wednesday not jet lagged. Because Wednesday is a preparation day because TI is on Thursday. <laughs> there's, there's like... The day we land, and then one bonus day, and then the event, and we have to try and fight off a world's, or in this case, a half world's worth of jet lag. Whew. Yeah, it's uh, also the fact that we're flying during groups means you, like for me anyway, it means I have to catch up, right? There, there is going. There is a whole day of group stage games that I'm going to miss out on. You can't convince uh, PGL to just expense your Wi-Fi. You gotta be like, Yo, like, come on, guys. I got, I got, I, I need the big Wi-Fi plan so I can watch. I mean, the I'll games try, talk about. but watching the, there's is there four different streams going on for group stage? I assume. Oh yeah. So uh, watching, <laughs> I can watch one of them on my shitty phone. Uh, little small phone screen you know that's that's not really what if I give you my steam deck you load up into the client <laughs> and you watch and you watch via I've got one TV. on my phone one on my steam deck yeah 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 I bet someone's gonna do that someone somewhere in the world is gonna be doing that it could be you yeah it's it's just, it's not gonna be the same so I'm gonna have to use that that day to like catch up on the the group stage this is actually my biggest problem with um, the 
the broadcast and maybe it's because it's this is entirely self-centered um but so the panel is going to be in norway right uh mm-hmm. we've talked about this uh previously well we talked about it hypothetically um did you know it was real what i thought yeah. it was just a rumor what the oh it, what Sorry, go ahead. So the panelists are all going to be in Norway, right? Uh, And the casters will actually be in Singapore because I think that is probably the most important element is having you want the casters in with the crowd. Mm -hmm. You want the background noise of the crowd and stuff like that, writing the energy. Um, And uh, I don't don't know. It's like I actually don't have a huge problem with the panel in Norway. Uh, I don't think it's because it doesn't affect me. I I genuinely think that... uh, I've worked a lot of shows where the panel is not actually in the stadium. Um, not necessarily a ton of them where they've been remote, but because they're going to some fancy studio in Norway, uh, production value is going to, it's going to get a bump up. Um, and they're also going to be able to provide more for the other languages. So they're actually providing um, Portuguese, five languages, Spanish, yeah. Spanish and uh, Portuguese. Um, so they're they're actually giving uh, a bigger, um, they're giving more parity to the other languages, right? So it used to be that like whoever's primary language was like super favored. And then the other two languages of Russian and Chinese were brought on site. And then like the other languages, good luck, you know? They used to cast uh, so. from in old TIs. Sorry to help with your point. Like mm. the Philippines um, or, or or other languages were cast in the press section. Like there were computers set up in the audience where they had like a one PC with with Dota TV, and they would cast from the press section in the crowd. That's yeah. a, that yeah. is the difference between like a a third language stream versus you know what you saw the English broadcast be. Yeah. So they're giving other uh, more support to the other languages, uh, which is cool with this. Uh, they're giving more parity across the board to uh, the secondary languages, and they're also upping the production value by doing a remote broadcast. Um, it sucks for the talent. Uh, that is the problem. The, the that is the biggest uh, downside is the fact that you are not at TI uh, for the talent individually. The biggest downside for the show is the fact that you don't get pro players on. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, there will probably still be some workaround. Um, I, obviously, like if you're in there in Singapore, you gotta bring the pro players on somehow, right? Whether it's like having them call in to the to the the remote broadcast or something, they they gotta be doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not just doing like winners and losers interviews. There's gotta be more to that. So, um, but yeah, that's definitely the biggest loss is not having the pro players on panel. But like otherwise. I think it's fine. I actually don't have a big problem with it, uh, especially especially since I don't know what the production, the added production value is going to be. Yeah, I will all be more educated after the fact, right? I think that a yeah. lot of the problems stem from like the personal, like it is truly a bummer for those two dozen people. Yeah, and then you talk but, like, uh, well, why? That's why part, is... But but that's part of the job, right? Mm-hmm. It's like. Like, uh, you, you, when you get hired for events, like, you don't get to have this kind of say, right? Production is going to do what they're going to do. And, like, you, they hired you for a reason. And I think that's fair. I think you'd be complaining about it more if you were in Oslo. I don't think I would, actually. Hmm, okay. Remember what I said? I said that I wouldn't go. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that is true. It would be hard to and complain. That, if, and if, that if, is a choice that every person has, right? Yeah. 
That's it's, yeah. not, it's not like it's like, gotcha. You're going to Norway. You're trapped. You can't go anymore. Right. Well, like um, I, I, I know, like I, I do feel for it, but like objectively speaking, like I, I guess I'm just always one of those people. Like when you are paying for my day rate, like you, you get like kind of whatever you want. <laughs> you know, you're paying for the full night. You get the whole deal. Uh, it's so like whatever. It, wh- so whatever talent. it is, whatever it is, as long as is you, whatever the the tournament organizer, the production, if they think that this is best for the show. Like, okay, maybe it is. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see if it is actually best for the show or not. But uh, how much added value is there for the panel to actually be there in Singapore? Not much, except for the pro player element. Mm-hmm. I also think that there is a teeny tiny little uh, thing that is absolutely wild, the hours that they're going to be working during the broadcast. They're, they're like doing night shifts all the time. So hopefully there are people are starting to adjust their sleep schedules. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, like... I, I, I don't really feel for that either. It's like lots of people have to work the night schedule. And like, you know, we do it for the the Sweden, right? The NA broadcast that goes till it's not quite the same, right? 2 a.m., 3 a.m. When I do the the BTS side um, where they were covering Eastern Europe, we had to do midnight. Uh, midnight was the starting for Southeast Asia. And sometimes the close would end somewhere like noon and stuff like that. It does suck. But like part of your job is to to ignore Adjust. what time that is actually my biggest pet peeve is when the panel overemphasizes what time it is locally oh I guys we've been having that. games for all these were hour-long best of threes it's four in the morning yeah like I, I i understand because i'm a host so like i i reference it uh often it, like it's kind of a filler we're going late into the night here you know like I do that, but I hate it when we really emphasize like, oh my God, it's 4 a.m. I, I, I hate that. Like that's not, your your job is to, your job is literally to ignore that mm-hmm. and to to provide a, a cleaner experience to the audience. You said you're a host, um, a professional host who kind of does whatever they need to when they get their day rate paid. Uh-huh. Well, that's good because um, I'm, I, I got to give you some money because you pay my day rate, Joey? <laughs> I, 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 I got to pay your day rate for something. I, I got to pay your day rate for something. That's right. We're doing a show together. Holy fuck, dude. <laughs> We're doing a show together. I should probably start with that. We're doing a show together for Monster in Singapore at the International in the mornings. Asterisk. The mornings you're not casting the first series of the day. Um, please be kind of <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> um, There'll be solutions if you are, but this has been something that um, uh, has been in the works for probably six months, maybe maybe eight. It's definitely been something that's that's been bouncing around for a little while, and I'm excited to finally be able to talk about it with with you, talk about it with y'all, because I assume that the 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 biggest core demographic of what we are going to do with TI are the people who are listening to this right now and are listening to us anyways. So so you, I need to be very clear to you. It's twitch.tv slash monster energy. And it's going to be every morning of the playoffs for an hour before the broadcast. Please show up. Please Please show up. up. Like, like, please show up, please clap, please post <laughs> shit in chat so it feels like people are watching, um, please post clips on Reddit, please shamelessly promote, please make fun of me, please, please do everything to show that they're, <laughs> that you're there. Um, I actually, I say that in jest because I actually think that we're going to have a product that is, um, 
God, I shouldn't say successful, but it's going to be something. Monster's going to promote. Okay, dude, we're going to be on like the Twitch main carousel and there's going to be like a bunch of fucking random viewers, which is like, it'll make the number look cool, but like there's going to be a bunch of people who have no idea what's going on. So that's cool. And I hope that that Dota people like it. We're going to essentially be doing a morning show for an hour before the broadcast to to catch you up on what happened, to have interviews, to to do silly things, to to hang out, to to talk like this. Um, We managed to do an hour every week, so surely we can do an hour together in a studio, I think, right? Yeah, with hot topics every day about what happened at TI and stuff like that. That's kind of important. So what what are we going to be doing, Joey? I say this like a like I'm like I already know and I'm prompting a conversation, but I actually don't. Yeah, I got to figure that part out. Um, okay, don't tell Monster. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, we're winging it. The the show is a little bit winged and a lot not winged. How good are you with the teleprompter, by the way? We should have had this conversation off air. I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty good with teleprompters. <laughs> um, we're we're essentially it is like a you're tuning in the main broadcast isn't live yet we actually don't know that because i don't know when the main broadcast is going to start we think it's going to be 10 o'clock but like tbd um show might have to move <laughs> up a little bit um w- w- we're going to kind of be people's recap of the day before intro to what's going on maybe talk a little bit about fantasy prediction maybe show some highlight clips have guests on talk to them about like their their experience at ti so far some in person some remote we're going to um you know have have some segments we're going to play some games not like games of dota but like we're gonna we're gonna play some games um it's going to it's going to be a real show that we're doing that's that part um that you said about bringing guests on i think that's the part that i'm most excited for for Mm -hmm. the show um, just because the if there is going to be a remote panel, um, you're already losing some of that element of like let's pull people from the show <laughs> in live, right? And um, and so I think there are so many stories that happen around TI. There's so many um, like there's so much backstage stuff that goes on um, that I really hope that we're going to be able. To, well, I know we're going to be able to pull people out of the show, but I really hope we're going to be able to to talk about um, some of those things and just give people a little bit more inside look into what uh, TI is like behind the curtain. So what I'm hoping gets to happen is like, we're not really a media outlet. We're also not the official broadcast. We are not the official broadcast. <laughs> so I, I'm hoping... <laughs> to be very clear, we are not tied with the international media. <laughs> anyway, we are just in Singapore doing a show about Dota. Uh, I, I'm hoping that that almost gives people like a like a level of comfort to yeah. potentially talk about some of those things that you know you wouldn't see on the broadcast. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. There should be some in-person guests, there should be some remote guests. That's probably gonna be the hardest part is scheduling people. Um, but but we're going to make it work. I I can't promise anything in particular, but I can promise that we're going to have fun, and it's gonna be it's going to be like nothing that has happened before, and I think that that's that's part of it. And dude, it's been so stressful trying to figure out. So like, here, let me, let, let, let me give, let me give people a peek behind the curtain of what's been going on for six months. Monster and Team Liquid are like, hey, let's do a morning show for the international. Cool. Here's some money. You guys can do it. I convince people that Austin and I can do the show together because we we, we do this right. Like, what we do you can, mean we, convince? Yeah. Surely they were sold immediately. They were. You're right. I'm being modest. It was an easy sell. <laughs> but so we made this arrangement before we knew <laughs> where T.I. was. 
It could have yeah. been. It could have been in, uh, in Antarctica. Yeah, it could have been in Antarctic. It could have been in Seattle. It could have been in Sweden. It could have been in Dubai. It could have been anywhere. And then we get the information that it's going to be in Singapore, which is cool. one of the most expensive places in the world. <laughs> which is cool because I have always wanted to go to Singapore, which is why I'm excited yeah, about yeah. it. But if you're doing a show, we did not budget a show for <laughs> Singapore. <laughs> we are spending. The, the the hotel that that we're staying in and broadcasting the show out of because we're doing the show out of my literal hotel room is like twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's, that's not a flex. That's not a like you know. There's a budget for the show, but Singapore's expensive. <laughs> I didn't know you had guys had that kind of money. I need to up my day rate. No, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> oh, um, <clears throat> we can talk about that later. Um, so we didn't know that it was going to be in Singapore. We didn't know that there was going to be a fucked up five day break in the middle of playoffs. Yeah, we yep. didn't. And then, and then we hear, oh, we we first off, we don't even know the cap was going to Ti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know if Liquid's going to TI. Didn't know if Liquid was going, going to, to TI. TI until two days ago. Um, and then we find out that people are going to be in Oslo, and not <laughs> and not in Singapore. So people who we wanted to work on the show with are going to be across the world. There's there's a lot of reasons why the thing we are doing should absolutely not be happening. But we have said fuck it to all of them. <laughs> We're going to do a show. So, um please please come out. <laughs> That's all I could ask. <laughs> yeah. Watch the show. Do it. And buy a can yeah. of Monster Energy <laughs> for me. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I gotta not get jet lagged. I'm really worried about that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do a bunch of shit. I I haven't had to do anything. All I had to do was buy a suit. That's I got my uh did you get did you get your booster shot? Did I got booster my booster shot, baby? I got my booster shot and I got my flu shot. If you haven't gotten your flu shot, there's actually a lot of flu in the place that we're gonna take a vacation after TI. You might wanna you might wanna think about doing that just a heads up. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah, booster yeah. shot and flu shot. Did, did, did was your last booster shot bad? Because my I I got the new Moderna update. I got like the the four point five the the bivalent the the one bivalent, that's, that's yeah, for the yeah, uh, that's yeah. for the uh, Omicron, and it was the easiest booster I've had. My arm wasn't sore. I didn't feel sick. I had like a very low grade fever for a couple of hours, and that was it. Um, and I was worried about it. My arm was uh, sore, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely was the chillest of uh, all between the vaccines and the booster. Uh, mm. This is definitely the the easiest one so far. Uh, so I don't think I would have gotten it, or I would have gotten it immediately if I wasn't going to be gone for a month, and if this show and Singapore and TI wasn't so important. Yeah, I uh, I actually I had one hell of a day. I did the I did double boot. I did the booster and I did the the flu shot. Mm-hmm. Um and. I got some medication that I needed to get. I went and shopped for my suit, and I had a birthday dinner all on the same day. I, I thought I was going to be wiped the fuck out by the end of the day. I was like, man, this booster flu shot combo is going to kick my ass considering the day I've had. <laughs> and end of the day, it was fine. I even had a, I even had a drink. It was chill. Wow. It was a real birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so. 
Yeah, I, I, I feel I feel ready to go. I'm actually not at all ready to go. There is so much stuff that has to happen between now and Sunday night that like I'm kind of nervous about. Also, it, it, it's worth saying and saying sorry for um, we, we missed a week of the show, both T.I. and also I have been just fucking burning it at both ends trying to make this monster thing happen. So um, we didn't do the show this show because i'm preparing for another one and uh i'm 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 really excited for what we're gonna do i'm excited to also just go we're, we're gonna get to go hang out in singapore and like on just on yeah. just a personal level that's cool and we get to go on vacation afterwards joey we do. and i are doing a group vacation post ti which be now sick. because liquid is qualified we can go back to bugging will about ah true 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 yeah <laughs> Once again, another one of those things is just kind of like vaguely up in the air. There are more spots available, and it just kind of depends on who's going to show up. Yeah, uh, but. we booked an Airbnb with eight rooms, and we're like, we can fill these, right? And spoiler, only seven are filled right now, so we can really... <laughs> yeah, I invited Avery, by the way. Well, I don't think he'll accept, but yeah, he actually seemed like he was considering it, so we'll see. Feels like the kind thing to do. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, uh, one of my one of my cameramen had a funny Avery story. Um, allegedly, one of the Team Liquid employees who used to work for Chaos doing like photography contracted, he was gonna mm-hmm. he was trying to do a photo shoot with SVG, and like this guy, this guy's like super friendly, and a lot of photographers are generally like you know try they're trying to vibe with people, they're trying to get them in a good mood, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and and he's like. <laughs> Oh, like like SVG. That's who cast the cast. I didn't have a good time with him. And I'm like, oh, what? Like, <laughs> like, like like what happened? And he's like, I was trying to take photos of this guy, and he looked at me and he said, "No talking. You have three minutes." <laughs> and I went, "Okay, okay, I'm gonna take the photos now." <laughs> Dude, that sounds actually just that is exactly an Avery thing to do. And like he's joking. He is joking, <laughs> but he's gonna pass it off like you know. That's pretty funny. Really good at deadpan, yeah. So I'm like, I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm, I'm like, like, he's, he's cool. <laughs> you have three minutes. <laughs> you have three minutes. Take all the photos you want. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, uh, me and uh, me and Avery did uh, coverage of the last chance qualifiers. Uh, for those of you guys who are interested, uh, we'll probably do the first day of group stage. I think the second day is probably when we fly out. I'm, I'm still a little fuzzy on the details there. Uh, if, but, yeah, if you're fly, if you're taking mm-hmm. that flight, like the game, you need you need to be at the airport probably around the time the games are starting. Yeah, or yeah. at least leaving. So, so, so at least the first day, uh, you can watch uh, me, Avery, and Lyrical, and then we've had some people like Connell Guy, uh, Trent, um, a few others who have uh, just kind of dropped by, hung out. Uh, honestly, it's been a, a lot of fun. Uh, if you want to get the vibe of watching uh, Dota, um, like hanging out couch with some friends joking around and stuff that's kind of what's been going on it was chill you left your stream alone and like lyrical is the only person there so i like i clicked in once and i'm like oh there's gonna there's a game i'm gonna watch them do the liquid game <laughs> it's like you're off camera it's quiet lyrical's just like so hey guys i guess this is my stream <laughs> and i'm like yeah this is the vibe i like um it, it, it was it was nice to listen to y'all chill um and also a lot of uh, a lot of fleetwood mac on your playlist yeah yeah nice 80s 90s vibe you know kind of fits kind of where you're going you know i need something i need something that like it gets a little nostalgia vibe because it gets all the boomers and the thing is dota viewers are all boomers so they're all like oh i love this so (laughs) you play any zoomer music they're like what is this shit i don't want Uh, any boomer vibes yeah exactly so 
what what else is on your agenda before we wrap up my friend uh we got one more thing to talk about um and that one maybe we're ending the show on a, a bit of a downer here but um ld <laughs> tweeted sometimes. out uh ld tweeted out uh just yesterday um last night in fact uh he tweeted out a number of tweets uh, i'll go through them out not with a bang but a whimper no idea what the future holds but thanks for everything all these years love you always and he links the the bts intro video um the really nice one that they put together back in like 2014 2015 mm. um and that that was like that was just kind of like i saw that one i was like what the fuck what's wrong with ld yeah like uh, someone go do a wellness check like are you okay yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah uh, he said, can't believe it's been 10 years, been the experience of a lifetime, would never change a single thing, but it's beyond disappointing to see all the sacrifice, love, and support of so many people who gave their all, gave their all cast aside like it never even mattered. Uh, and then there was a couple of follow-up tweets. Basically, the BTS um, seems to have not gotten uh, one of the DPCs for next year. Um, and because they didn't get that, it doesn't seem like BTS has any Dota events coming up in the future at all. Uh, so BTS who was already not doing a whole lot of, uh, they, they stopped doing any third parties, right? Like we, we haven't had a summit <laughs> in a long time. Big part of that is COVID obviously. Um, but they like also part of that is the DPC schedule and stuff like that. Cause they, they are doing smash summits and, and things like that. Uh, they're doing other CS events. Summits. <laughs> yeah. They're doing, um, they're also the ones who run the, uh, the new XQC show, um juiced i think it's called they're working with ludwig on that like they they've been fitting in more into the the twitch uh youtube side of things um lately and and more of the streamer side um but when it comes to esports they they have not done a whole lot of dota stuff they just did the dpc and they plugged along with that um but we haven't had any no bot ti no summits nothing like that they just will do the bts pro series and keep that going um but now no dpc and I don't know. That that tweet also implies that they are not doing any more BTS Pro series, perhaps, or maybe they just don't consider that like the same kind of product or something like that. But maybe BTS being out of Dota is not good. That's the headline, right? Yeah. That that that's the big that's the big headline to take away. Um th there's two perspectives that I that I think about here when when I read that. First is like from a from a healthiness of BTS's business like it, it makes me worried about like their employees their revenue their ability to function as a business and like yeah, you said they, I mean, they've well. been diversifying <laughs> they've been diversifying and dota like do, isn't like the biggest revenue generator ever probably yeah, i highly doubt the dpc was paying many bills from from everything i've gotten from terminal or tournament organizers it doesn't seem like dpc is real real breadwinner but for, I mean, for us, for what is essentially kind of a small business, kind of a startup, like every little bit does matter, right? Sure. Yeah. So I, I, I was like, oh, I, I hope that their company is okay because they employ a lot of like truly phenomenally talented, talented people. Yeah. And the second one, like you're saying, it, it just feels so sad for Dota in a way that like the join Dota shuttering didn't almost which like <laughs> what, what what do you mean what do you mean joey what, what join dota is a very personable organization okay people love join dota they mm -hmm. love those forums that they go to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah uh-huh 
Yeah. Yep. 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 You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, let, let me let me recant. It felt it felt it feels like a bit of a bummer. It it just feels mm-hmm. like a bummer because I don't know. B- BTS is the, is is the homegrown people, right? Like yeah. Yeah. Sure. ESL does Dota events and PGL does Dota events and we play this Dota events and you know these people exist um, in the space to organize esports events, but BTS became a thing period because of dota so to get step away from that i think that's what a lot of the emotion from from ld's tweet and some of the responses come right because like people got their career starts there a decade ago it was it was for a very long time the largest channel that existed on twitch it spawned yeah. a production company it is, it is like a successful business that you know was built around Dota, and you can probably count those on one hand. Yeah, it's it's. I I look at uh, BTS as the success story of Dota, right? It's it's a a group of people, uh, talent, and uh, a company that started in Dota but has grown outside of Dota and is a big thing out there. Um, to be honest, I don't look at um, the other success stories of Dota would be the uh, player-owned organizations, Team Secret, OG. Alliance, I don't look at those the same because it's like, okay, well, you got a, a fucking influx stimulus money, a million dollars. Like, yeah, okay. Um, and also, like, it's just, uh, I am not convinced by the success um, that those organizations will still be around 10, 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe, like, maybe OG will, or like one of, one of, one or two of them will go on to be like, yeah, okay, they're, they're mainstream. For me, it's org, secret. But... Secret? Okay. And, and I, do, like, do you know why I that is? I don't know. Why is that? Uh, they have Valorant? a spot in the Valorant League. Yep. Wow, okay. I, I think that is a yeah, giant boat, boat, boat of confidence in terms of growing forward and getting new fans. I, I think that I think that secret with the Valorant spot has just has made it. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually probably probably good to shout. Um, but otherwise, like, I, I feel like BTS, like, BTS is that success story. Um, where they grew out of Dota and they grew into something much, much bigger uh, and also m- just much better. Like the quality of the shows that they run is so high. Um, all of the summits are mm-hmm. awesome shows, no matter what game they're doing. Um, and so to have them doing less and less in Dota and now uh, potentially nothing in the next year, I think is a huge loss for Dota. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it says a decent amount um, about the, I don't know if it's the health of the ecosystem or what exactly, but like, even if they didn't get a DPC, like surely, like they they should be incentivized to to run a summit again or something, right? But I'd hope so. But then is it, is it like a path? So what, what that gets to then is like, where where does the passion versus business lie? Because, you know, maybe they might really want to do a summit, but there, like, really isn't a business case for it because it's going to lose money. So Yeah, and, uh, and same thing for the DPC itself, right, and their proposal. But, like, there, there are a lot of details that we don't actually know of, like, what exactly their proposal was to Valve and what other people's proposal were. Um, but I think the big question marks is, like, okay, sure, BTS isn't doing a show anymore. I, I don't necessarily... I don't necessarily think their DPC show was like that amazing, right? It's just in general, BTS, like uh, the 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 quality of work that they've done over the length of time mm-hmm. is amazing. I don't necessarily know if their their specific DPC show was was that good, but it was 
better than other ones for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it probably doesn't compete with ESL who bring like uh, like a level of production from their shows that's like kind of silly <laughs> almost. Uh, right? Yeah. I think that at, at this point in time, having BTS, who's, who, who's, who's replacing them? What, who are the organizations that want to run the DPC? Like, as far as I understand, there aren't many. So I'm just in general kind of flabbergasted that there's somebody who's replacing BTS. There, I mean, there is the popular rumor that like PGL just owns the DPC now. I don't know. Keep seeing that. I don't know if there's well, any I, credence to that. And let's let's be clear. Yeah, where on. did that rumor come from? Let, 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 let me be clear about it because we just joked about a rumor earlier. Uh huh. I do not know that that is true. I know nothing about. I know this. nothing I didn't, I didn't about, know about this BT, BTS thing. Yeah. Uh, and Suns fan has hinted about something. I haven't actually asked anybody about this. I'm going to remain in ignorance probably until I get to TI, and then you know there will be a bunch of scuttlebutt going around. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if I like the fact that Suns fan has now like put this weird like cloud over something. It's like I have a big secret and it's not gonna make people happy. Because people are like, what the fuck's the secret? Like what, what's going what's going on? Is everything okay? Like It does it, add to the doom and gloom atmosphere that the Dota yeah. community is already uh very heavily invested in, which I think there are good reasons for it. I think there there are some some bullshit reasons. I think there are a lot of people who are just jumping on shit just to jump on it. Mm-hmm. Um, just a like I don't know. Everybody just is like racing to the bottom when it comes to the least charitable takes on on some things. But uh, I do think there are legitimate concerns. Um, and this rumor of like PGL owning the DPC, I just can't imagine why they would do that. Like what proposal did did uh, did PGL give to Valve that was like so enticing that they decided that yeah we're gonna like kind of kick out the rest of the third party organizations in Dota now with the change of the 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 season setup right where apparently we're gonna have three weeks upper division three weeks lower division so there should mm-hmm. be third parties during the lower division stuff is what I would hope is going to happen. Um, then maybe we'll get back. We'll run some ESL ones and we'll do some Dota pits and, um, you know, some hopefully some summits, man. I hope those come back. But um, I don't know. It's just like it seems very weird to do something like that. Um, and then there's also this uh, there's another rumor about Bet Boom. Um, Bet Boom is the one who's doing the Russian broadcast. Um, there's a lot of. Um, kerfuffle about that uh you could check out kyle's twitter for more about that uh if you want want any of uh any information on bent boom and like their involvement in uh in dota and stuff like that but they're doing the russian broadcast and also apparently they've been given a dpc hub so then i don't know if that meet like i don't know if that adds to the credence of pgl owning all the hubs it could be they just got the russian side of things or i, I don't know exactly but yeah i just the fact that there just aren't very many organizations seemingly interested in doing dota stuff mm-hmm. um and those who have i know their interest in is flagging now it could be that like every year is different and like maybe they did get a whole bunch of proposals or something um and maybe there is some revitalized interest or something like that but i mm-hmm. i know from the, the orcs that i that like we're with they're not super excited about dota like you know they just kind of keep going because it's one of the big esports but it's not like, oh man, we gotta be in Dota, baby. You know, nobody feels that way, from yeah. my understanding, anyway. Yeah. 
it feels weird to parallel this in in like the midst because like if you take like our show and just almost break it up into chapters like we are legitimately really excited about ti it is it's Mm -hmm. it's happy time it's happy season and then you you talk about you think about this you see the way people are reacting on on twitter on reddit you see some of the doom and gloom and you're like well what's like going on and there's like this just miasma of of uncertainty that that almost is like bleeding into ti a little bit and i would almost rather like remain ignorant to all that for just like give me three more weeks give me three more weeks and then i can like talk about the future of dota maybe a little bit doomy or maybe try and figure out what's going on once we know more of what's going on but i i i I just want to like i don't know i want to like have this summer vacation where people are happy together (laughs) and it's hard to do right now yeah i um i i do think that um the biggest thing that i think people overstate is the the whole dead game thing is that even if um even if you disagree with whatever valve's doing with dota for the next year even if you disagree what they're doing with the the battle pass or whatever it is whatever their choices are Mm -hmm. um valve (laughs) again unless valve's gonna go all like nintendo and actively start (laughs) shutting down broadcasts and really trying to like just kneecap their own competitive scene as much as possible um dota is still a game that is bringing in a lot of people uh there's there's very high average uh concurrent player numbers there's very high average concurrent viewer numbers when it comes to to the tournaments that are going on right now there is interest in dota people are watching it people are playing it and no matter what happens people are going to keep doing that and there is going to be a competitive scene uh behind that so i like i I am like morbidly interested in what Valve is doing for next year. And uh, I'm, you know, I will definitely have an opinion on whether or not it hurt or hurts or helps the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think there's any active way that Valve was, it can't kill the scene. Even if they neglect it, it's still going to keep going. People should remind themselves of that. Then like, there is always going to be an esports scene because there's always going to be players and viewers that are interested in watching competitive Dota. It's a great game to be able to watch, and um, and I think TI will will continue to to highlight that uh, every year that it's still around. I suspect that there's probably just some level of uh, people being bummed out because it never feels good to like you know be the king, even though you can argue Dota was never the king, but like they were always in the conversation, right? It feels yeah. it feels weird to be the king and then suddenly you know start to fade a little bit. Um, for any reason like like that down slope is generally not a thing that humans are fond of right so yeah. I, I think that there's like a little bit of that psychologically going on right now and it's yeah, most apparent probably. if you just look at the ti prize pool people are like see look evidence there's evidence here <laughs> um but yeah the fact point. that we're only going to be giving away 20 million dollars to the the players yeah. oh oh woe is them it <laughs> feels Feels bad, man, for them. I can't. Yeah. I bet there's gonna be like one player who complains about it. They're gonna they're gonna be like making ass of themselves on Twitter and be like, "Oh, guys, you know, uh, we got fourth place, but like, no way, you know, I, if, no, 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 nobody's that, nobody's that far out of, nobody's that far out of the realm of reality." That, that, okay, so the thing is, esports is full of uh, a lot of people who don't know like what the quote unquote real world is like, but simultaneously, esports doesn't have the the hollywood celebrity type where you are just blind to like real world struggles around you you know these these people are they're not uh living such a high life that they uh they don't recognize what they've got i think for the most part 
Hey man. Well, dude, the next time we talk, um, well, not the next time we talk, the next time we talk and a recorder is going, mm-hmm. we're going to be on the opposite side of the planet. Yeah. Are we going to do another show? Are we going to do the monster show before we do this show again? I mean, fortunately, we'll have a lot of equipment to record a good show. A well, so, good Cyple podcast. I, I, I was planning on recording podcasts um, and then also potentially doing a podcast with guests because we can probably get people to the hotel yeah. pretty easily. So, so we should do that. I don't know what's going to happen first. The first episode of Monster Mornings is the first day of playoffs, which is a Thursday. It's the 20th. October 20th. October 20th. Um, which is exactly a week from now. Yeah. So I, I bet that's probably the first. I bet that that's the show that happens. We go through that weekend. We probably record a podcast after the first part of playoffs. And then we do more of the monster show for the last part of playoffs. And then we go on vacation. Yeah, honestly, we should probably record like five podcasts during that break. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do during the break day, man. I'm so fucking weirded. There's so many things weird about this TI. The fact that like me as a commentator not covering the group stage just i don't like that. is there an expectation for you to like work that. during those five days like for content so. or for anything else yeah no well i think, okay. I think the, like there's a rehearsal day obviously but like mm-hmm. the majority of those days i'm pretty sure are free i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do like i think i'm literally gonna be bored <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna go have you been during to singapore? ti have you been to singapore uh, yeah i've been to singapore okay. a few times okay well then never mind yeah. I'm gonna go explore. Great place. I love being I'm around. Go I love walking around. Yeah. Okay. Which um, is not really an exploring type. Yeah, I I love it. That's all I want to do is go to a new city and then get lost and walk around and listen to podcasts. Hmm. I'm like you at the airport, except d- different. Yeah, except I'm trying to get to a place. I'm trying to get to A to B as f- efficiently as possible. You're there to wander around. And just be like, ooh, look at the top buildings. Oh, I love it. Um, everybody, we'll see you in Singapore. Twitch.tv slash Monster Gaming. We will be doing a show on the 20th before the broadcast. Uh, we'll we'll tweet about it, poke you about it, and hang out on Discord. Thank you. See you soon. See you in Singapore. It's TI, baby. Let's go. Woo!